0: Five Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Just hear those sleigh bells and ring ting tingle
1: Come
0: on. I gotta say, this is the first time we've had the Carpenters as intro music day. I mean, I know we're doing Christmas music, but the Carpenters... John, this is one of my all-time favorite Christmas albums. Yeah, I love Bing Crosby singing White Christmas, but I wouldn't have picked it for... Oh, come on. We don't want to put people to sleep, Dave. It picks up here. It starts slow. Give Karen a chance, John. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Welcome back to the John Whitford Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to... Wake up! (laughs) You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, you can always visit KNSSRadio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. I promise no more Carpenter's songs <laughs> Prior to this week's special session, the Kansas Chamber issued a statement opposing the COVID-19 legislation, placing it at rare odds with Republican lawmakers. During floor debate in the House, Democrats predictably seized the opportunity to hypocritically chastise Republicans for being anti-business. This is coming from the Democrats who are notoriously anti-business. Joining us now to discuss why their organization and its members opposed the legislation is Kansas Chamber President Alan Cobb. Alan, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you on the show again, my friend.
1: Happy to be here. Uh, Karen Carpenter is one of the best (laughs) voices of all time. Oh,
0: my gosh. All right, so you and Dave are now going to gang up on me for picking on Karen Carpenter. Yes, <laughs> yes. there you go. Thank you.
1: Alan. All right, all right. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well des- uh, that she, what what an awesome voice she she had. And what a tragedy! But anyway, well, that's, that's what true. we're here to talk about. No,
0: that is true. We could do a whole segment on the carpenters, but all right, all right. I stand corrected, Dave. I, I say I, I, I defer to the my PD on this one. I, I prefer defer. <laughs> so, Alan, uh, let me let me start with this. The, the chamber opposed initially the bills in part, saying uh, that they could lead to quote unintended consequences for businesses. Uh, I know you were opposed to many of the original ideas that were thrown about, most of which, got, I think, were left out of the, the final legislation. What did you think of the final compromise bill that was ent- eventually passed?
1: Well, it's the least bad, but it's still not good. <laughs> I mean, it, it creates a mechanism to fine businesses, and I don't think we need more mechanisms to fine businesses for doing what they're what they should be doing, which is managing their, their workforce. And uh, I, I, you know, at least it, it, it we got rid of a, a trial lawyers dream into a trial lawyers. Uh, They're going to be taking a hard look at it. So it's not good. And uh, it is interesting political dynamics where making it more difficult for employers of all sizes, not just the big ones. Right. I heard got, many comments, email and and phone calls from small businesses, basically what in the heck are the Republicans doing and making it harder for me to hire and to fire and everything else. So it's a pretty uh, interesting dynamics happening out there and it's unfortunate and we'll move forward. Uh, There there were, I will give uh, Senate leadership some credit for holding off some of the even crazier amendments and, Uh, But they're going to be back in January, and so we're going to have to fight those then.
0: Yeah, I've heard that some of those are going to come back as bills uh, next session. And, yeah, they're the ones that are for full out, you know, eliminating uh, or banning mandates or or banning vaccines uh, altogether, the mandates, that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of that kind of stuff that I think will come back in January. It's interesting. One of the themes I kept hearing is that businesses don't want mandates from either side. You know, they don't want mandates from the government to you must vaccinate employees. But at the same time, they also don't want the, the state of Kansas telling them you can't vaccinate employees. So it, it is interesting. It's not necessarily that they want to impose a mandate, but what they don't want is government intervention op- telling them that they can't. It, it's Is that basically what your members were telling you? Sure.
1: Yeah, correct. We did a survey of our members. Now, it's a couple of weeks ago, so time is fluid, but I I guess I would guess that things haven't changed, that only 3% of the respondents were mandating vaccines, 3%. So are you trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist? And let me quote uh, Governor Chris Anudu from New Hampshire, who said, you can't say the Biden administration is instituting a mandate here and we have to stop it, but then the state, the state government should enforce a mandate over here and i think that's that's our point of view and i think we're being very principled and very consistent where i would argue some of the folks who uh, or maybe many of the folks who support it are not being consistent with with some of their principles but i uh, you know we don't always agree with everybody and that's the way it goes but we're not changing our minds
0: no and and you know, it's and, not like you guys can't disagree and come back and you know work together and agree on the next piece of legislation so it's not it's not a you know terminal situation Um, Al, let me do this. I want to propose one scenario for you because I think this is a situation that may very well come up. Let's say you're a federal contractor building, uh, I don't know, widgets here in Wichita and the federal government has a vaccine mandate. They intend to enforce barring, you know, depending on the outcome of the case of the court cases. But let's say they they intend to enforce it and fine you if you don't enforce it. Now you've got the state of Kansas with a new law that Kansas has said they plan to enforce that will fine you if you do enforce it, aren't we essentially f- forcing businesses to effectively choose their poison, choose which law they intend to comply with and which they don't?
1: Yes, we are, and absolutely. And <clears throat> for federal contractors, the I mean, we'll see what the court case is. It seems, how about, somewhat clear. Everything's a little murky that yeah, federal government could probably impose that uh, and I've talked to many of our members small and large who have federal contracts that it doesn't matter they their subcontractors it doesn't matter what state or local governments doing their their primary contractors are requiring it and so it's a business decision so if they're not doing what their primary contractor is doing then they lose the business which is a choice or and then how many people lose their jobs over that and yeah, so it's it is a competing both liberty interest, personal uh, and the business owners, plus state versus federal rights. So we've been fighting this over for two hundred fighting, debating it for two hundred and forty years, whether it's the Tenth Amendment and what states can and cannot do, Commerce Clause, et cetera. Right. But it, yeah, that's that that was one of our oppositions to the to the law of the legislature passed. It is it's inconsistent with current. EEOC laws, etc., about uh, about having an exemption for or an accommodation for religious purposes, etc., because those things are already in place. And so, I, yeah, are is it going to be enforced? Are there enough enough folks to enforce it? But if you're an employer, what, yeah, you know, how, who are you going to choose?
0: Right, it's pick your uh, state or federal for sure.
1: And it's so why would the legislature put? kansas businesses in that position but they did were I and mean, it's it's a problem
0: we're talking with kansas chamber president alan cobb um i know one of the areas of concern the chamber also had was the unemployment provisions in the bill we had speaker of the house ron reichman on last hour he seems pretty confident that what they did won't affect the unemployment trust fund uh, some have claimed the bill could cost the state billions of dollars in unemployment claims draining the unemployment fund by summer. Do you think there's a, a real estimate of the potential cost of the bill? I mean, do you think that's a possibility?
1: That, that estimate was based on the original language, which did get get changed, but some of the unemployment eligibility uh, ch- changes we, we still didn't oppose. And it's also, there's a principal element and then a slippery slope element that Kansas has worked hard, and Republican legislators and some Democrats worked very hard to right-size the unemployment compensation system in kansas including eligibility so this opens the door for a different part of eligibility and, and obviously there's no way we can support it so what else is going to come up next year or the following year and yes oh well this is only covid well it's obviously not covid because you've already had again a, a bill pre-filed about vaccines that are beyond COVID. Right. And so what other issues are non-vaccine related that some folks are going to come up with? So, uh, I, I think, I think the concern is, is rational and reasonable. I don't necessarily completely disagree with the, with the speaker, but we, that was not, our ideal was not to have that to change some of the unemployment eligibility. And there's a, there's a, there's a whole process in order to get, to get that, uh, unemployment eligibility, but it's, uh, hey, So Republicans, including the chamber and some Democrats, talked for a long time about, well, why are we going to pay people not to work uh, with the uh, unextended unemployment? Well, here we are. I'd say that's inconsistent at best. <laughs> I'm being charitable to say it's inconsistent.
0: It It is interesting to see the uh, – I won't call it – we'll just say it's interesting to see how this is playing out with – some people who were arguing one way and now um, the situation has changed and they, they're they arguing in a completely different direction. Um, of course. It's, it's politics. It is, right. And it makes for strange bedfellows for sure. Alan, I appreciate you coming on tonight and the work that you guys do on behalf of Kansas businesses. It's the one thing uh, that set, set aside politics. We absolutely have to have a strong business community and a business climate, a business-friendly climate in Kansas because if we don't, um, you know that's that's the rock the the foundation. I, the last time I saw it was like sixty percent of Kansas are employed by small businesses in this state. And, and if we don't keep protecting our business community and our and our small businesses in the state, it, it's really going to be the end of our of our prosperity here. So if folks are interested, if they want to follow you guys, it's KansasChamber Correct.
1: It is, and I, I got to throw one more thing. But this is some of the rhetoric that we're being challenged with where there's a member of the Senate who's on the floor saying business rights are pretend
0: they don't really
1: exist. (sighs) Capitalism is regulated out of necessity and we've been regulating businesses forever. If, if I would have given you those quotes a year ago, who says that?
0: I would have thought that was Joe Biden or Laura Kelly. Right.
1: Right. So this is some of the challenges we have. And, but I appreciate you having me on the show and I, and congratulations on, I don't know, is this, Four
0: years, three years. We yeah. are, yes. Come thank on. you, thank you for note remembering. We are just uh, this last week, actually, we passed. We're going on four years now. So, and you've been with us the entire time. I appreciate that, brother. I've been on a
1: couple times. Yeah, I'm happy to come on anytime. I'm I'm glad people are listening, and I certainly listen, or I listen to the the podcast or the the podcast uh, replay of it. So, I appreciate everything you do.
0: Well, I likewise have a Merry Christmas. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, my friend. All right, thanks. Sean. Take care. We'll take a quick break, and with the limited time we have left, we want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on ninety eight seven and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.